This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, October 1st. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins. I'm joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. A uh, bit bittersweet to have the last episode of our uh, working together this year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. I've been saying this the last couple of weeks. I'm, I'm looking forward to a little time off, but, uh, but I know it'll take not that long before I miss podcasting <laughs> every day, for sure. Um, yeah, we're looking at Thursday, the first, and, uh, we're just talking about this. There's four games earlier in the day, uh, some day baseball, which is nice, and then eight, it looks like, evening games. So the, the late slate will be mostly normal, but, uh, this early slate, I, I don't know, like, would you ever play, like, the four-game slate early like this? Yeah, I, I like four-game slates. Uh, yeah. Four and five, I feel like, is a, a sweet spot for me. Uh, there's just the right amount of, like, variables that there's some mm-hmm. flexibility without there being so many things that it's going to be completely random. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like I have some control over it. It's not necessarily true. I, I do perform slightly better in the small slates, but it's probably yeah. not even statistically significant. Yeah. So, do you see if you're going to play this four game slate? We're not going to run it down by position, but like, what would you be thinking here? Uh, you know, between these four games, you know, it's a weird group. Uh, usually, there's at least one ace out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's three pitchers that I think are, you know, decent. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a lot of ones that aren't though. <laughs> yeah, there's Jared Eikhoff, uh facing the Mets, which I, mm-hmm. I don't love that matchup. Uh, he's also kind of the guy I'd say is most likely to throw seven innings. Mm-hmm. He's uh, been so good. That's, that's something to consider. He's the most expensive on DraftKings. He's actually fairly cheap on FanDuel. I think he's the guy to use there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Hamill hasn't pitched particularly well lately. Yeah. Uh, a little worried about you know something being wrong there. Uh, yeah. Games in Cincinnati, great pa- power park. Uh, so that matchup's not great, but he's still one of the better ones available. Right. And, uh, Brett Anderson's fine too against the Giants, uh, the, their backup the, squad. The banged up Giants, exactly. Yeah. yeah, um, I also noticed, so on Wednesday, Toronto clinched, and this is something mm-hmm. we've been talking about over the, the last week is, you know, these teams that clinch and they go shoot the champagne everywhere and they party basically off the record. And then we, they get what Matt dubbed the hangover lineup the next day. Um, so you might see a lot of backups from Toronto playing at Baltimore which can mean great things for the Baltimore pitchers, but they're throwing out Tyler Wilson. And, spoiler alert, Tyler Wilson's not a great Major League pitcher, you know. And so, I, I mean, you would not consider even, you know, using him as a under-the-radar pick, would you? With a slate like this, you know, any anything could work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the exception probably being Sean Gilmartin, who won't throw five innings. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Wilson has a game. He threw uh, 7.2 innings once. Uh, if he gets lucky, he could do it again, and yeah. with it's, the pitchers that are out there, he could be the best one. It's not, a, it, it's not exciting though. You know, <laughs> you're not looking, like, so again, you're trying to exploit maybe the hangover lineup, but the truth is that Tyler Wilson's not a guy to believe in there. So that's a bit disappointing with that opportunity. But, uh, but yeah, you know, you can get some Orioles against Drew Hutchison. I'm fine with that, you know. Any Phillies guys that you happen to believe in? And there are a few interesting ones that could get Sean Gilmartin. And then, um, you know, Giants varieties against Brett Anderson or any Dodgers guys getting Tim Hudson. I don't know. There's places to go. There's also a number of Cubs varieties, I think, that could hit John Lamb in Cincinnati. Uh, but yeah, we're not going to get super in-depth into those four-game slates. 
uh, or at least that one. Let's look at this full, or half full, um, eight games played in the evening. Brad, where are you starting at catcher? Yeah, so catcher's uh, not the deepest, I'll say. Yeah, uh, I have a little trouble. There's a couple guys who you know, I think you could use. Uh, Juan Castillo is one of them. A uh, guy has some power facing David Hale, who doesn't have platoon splits. He's just been bad against lefties and righties. Yeah. Uh, 369 Wobo against both hands. Uh, so uh, very neutral splits, but bad at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not been great. It's uh, It gets a little thin after that. Uh, you can try uh, maybe Blake Swired against CC Sabathia. Mm-hmm. Uh, not feeling great about that. Uh, Sabathia's actually pitching fairly well, even though his knee's uh, giving him some trouble. Yeah. I I mean, I brought this guy up a bunch this year. Sal Perez used to hit lefties mm-hmm. and isn't this year. I have a number of those guys. Nolan Arenado's not hitting lefties this year either. It's weird. Um, but, yeah, Sal Perez gets John Danks, who's bad. And usually I would think that he would do fine. But, again, there's a big asterisk on that, considering he has not hit lefties this year. So, I don't know. I'm fine with picking on John Danks. I think uh, Sal Perez could do okay there. Um, you could take Wilson Ramos getting Ryan Weber, but Wilson Ramos has been atrocious this year, and that's righty on righty. So, I, I can't say I'm excited about that. Um, I, I agree. Like, it's a tough day. You know, Brian McCann's probably not going to get in the lineup against Rich Hill, against a lefty. Right. And I was going to mention, John Ryan Murphy could be an option uh, either in McCann's spot or for uh, Greg Bird. They're talking about getting him out of the lineup against lefties. Yeah. Uh, so he's very cheap. Uh, actually a decent hitter when he's in the lineup. It's just that he doesn't play very often. Mm-hmm. Or what about, like, maybe uh, Derek Norris getting Taylor Youngman? He prefers lefties, but I think we'll be maybe picking on Taylor Youngman a little bit later. Um, I-, I know you're not huge on him, um, but... Yeah, I don't know. Catcher's admittedly tough. I'll be honest, this whole day feels really pitcher-heavy. This came up when Matt and I were picking Phil the Streams picks. There are a lot of pitchers I like uh, in this evening slate, and not even aces, just like a lot of good pitchers. Would you agree? Yeah, even the guys who I really think are the the exploitable ones, uh, like David Hale, for example, there's things in his peripherals that look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's enough signs to say he's capable of just shutting down any offense on a given day, especially out of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there, there aren't too many guys who are just a dumpster fire. Uh, you know, Ryan Weber might be the worst uh, up against Steven Strasburg. Yeah. Uh, but even the Nationals offense, I'm not really expecting you know, a ton out of them, and that game could actually get rained out, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so catcher's tough. Uh, did you have better luck at first base? Uh, a little bit. It's just, you know, more talent at the position. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's you know, Paul Goldschmidt at the top of the pile up yep. against Hale. Uh, yep. That's an easy one if you can afford him. Uh, and with pitchers being fairly cheap if you're not going to Strasburg uh, or Fernandez direction, mm-hmm. uh, you might be able to do just that. Yep. Uh, Jose Abreu against Chris Medlin looks good to me. Yeah. Uh, are, you a, Chicago. are you a Medlin person? You know, I, I, I like him, but not a ton. Not yeah. coming off of... You know, a couple of Tommy John surgeries. He's yeah. definitely rusty. He just hasn't and even when he's not rusty. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I could see him being good and I'm interested, but I'm not like believing it yet. You know, uh, I, I, he has my attention. He'll have my attention next year, you know, but yeah, hasn't, hasn't done it yet. Um, do you like Adam Lind getting, uh, Ian Kennedy? He has to go to San Diego, but should be able to hit him, right? Yeah. And Petco's not actually that bad for lefty power. Uh, yeah. The, 
drawback for Lind is that Kennedy should know he is pretty much the guy to avoid in yeah. the lineup. <laughs> Might not get a lot to lot to hit. Yeah, there's not many guys from the drive in either. That's a tough lineup. Still like Adam Lind. Um, do you like Clint Robinson getting Ryan Weber? Yeah, I do. Uh, we've talked about Robinson a couple times. He's a nice, solid guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, more on the punt side, but his price reflects that, and you mm-hmm. know that's. No, the value type pick that you need sometimes. Yeah, I, Outfielder on FanDuel. I don't like punting at first base, but when the lineup is that good, you know, I see, you know, value there. And he gets, again, against Brian Weber, who probably won't go deep and is not good. And when he leaves, the Atlanta bullpen's not good. So there could be a lot of scoring for the Nationals, and I think he uh, would be a part of it. And so I would at least consider that. Um, The other name, or names I had at first base is... uh. Albert Pujols or C.J. Crone uh, getting yeah. Derek Holland. And Derek Holland's pretty good, pretty confident, but, uh, you know, that's a platoon advantage for them. Would you consider either of them? Yes, uh, they're probably two of the better options today. Saberson likes them the most at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saberson gets updated a lot during the day, so that could change. But mm-hmm. uh, Pujols is near top of the pile. Crone's near the top of the pile. Yeah. Actually, I crone a little bit more uh, just because I know he's healthy, but Pujols has actually hit well over his last eight games, so maybe he's feeling better, too. Would you consider, you know, I mean, you don't want Justin Morneau getting Patrick Corbin, like anybody for space for Colorado? Uh, Maybe William Rosario if he's in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't feel that great about him these days. There's other no. options to go with, I think. Uh, he, he was intriguing about a year ago, and then has not been... Uh, it's definitely while. more interesting as a catcher. Yep. Um, anybody else for you at first base? A uh, couple Royals you could try. Uh, Eric Cosmer without the platoon advantage against John Danks, and then Kendris Morales uh, being a switch hitter will have the platoon advantage. I like that. Um, Hosmer's still pretty good, and more importantly, John Danks is so bad that I don't think that's crazy at all to take him uh, without the platoon advantage. I could see Eric Cosmer doing just fine in Chicago, so I like that. Um, oh, I do actually have one more. Uh, okay. Almost missed it. Uh, Mike Napoli uh, okay. should get yes. in the game today against uh, Andrew Heaney. Uh, very yep. portable, uh, decent upside. Might get pinch hit after you know three yep. play appearances. So take it for what it is. Yep. Uh, he has one skill still. You know, they keep trying to play him in the outfield, which is something. <laughs> um, but uh, he can hit lefties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. On to second base. The top of my list. A guy I believe in at least in DFS. Dustin Pedroia gets CC's about here. And even if Sabathia has been better lately, I'm not staying away. And uh, the truth is, even though Pedroia's had another bad season trying to stay healthy, he's been fine at the plate when he's been in, you know. And it's one of the beauties of DFS is you don't need him to be healthy all season. Just when he's healthy, you can use him. And so if he's playing, and he should, uh, he likes to hit lefties. He always has. And I think he'll be able to take uh, Sabathia in Yankee Stadium. Uh, do you like that at all? Yeah, I don't mind it. It's another one of those matchups where... You know, I, I think you can use it. You can justify it. Uh, it's not one of my favorite today, but at the same time, uh, could work out as one of the best. Well, what do you think in your favorite is at second base? I really like Jason Kipnis up against Tyler Duffy, but this is going to be uh, platform specific. Uh, he's the most expensive second baseman on DraftKings. Vandal has him for twenty nine hundred, uh, oh, so a huge value there. Yeah, that's not strange. so much a value at DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, playing Vandal, I'd look into Kipnis against Duffy. Otherwise, you know, Duffy's probably a good enough pitcher to avoid Kipnis on DraftKings. Yeah. Every once in a while, depending on your format, I'll be scrolling through, going near the bottom, and be like, wait, why is this guy all the way down here? Like that, I don't know. Do you understand the scoring algorithm, or the pricing algorithms at all? 
you know, I have a, a rough understanding of what they are. They're basically the same things that inform the uh, Saberson projections. Yeah. Uh, but e- each site has their own secret sauce involved, and uh, FanDuel specifically seems to sometimes get very down on guys uh, based on criteria that I just can't find. Right. Everyone's uh, like, smiling, you're like, why would he be so cheap? Why is he at the minimum? You know? Or why is this guy all of a sudden, like, price? I don't know. It's weird. It's interesting. I don't think it's stupid at all. I find it really interesting, especially... You know, and that SEO way of not knowing exactly how and why it works. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, to, to be but, honest, I think FanDuel sometimes screws up their prices. I recall a day where, <laughs> uh, Hunter Pence had been like on fire for like the last 10 days and then yeah. like he went from like 3,800 to 2,200 for just and, one day and then he's 4,300 next day. And you're like, oh, somebody mistyped something or yeah. something went in there funny. S- yeah. Something bugged out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's good. Okay, uh, who else do you like at second base? I, I don't mind Brian Dozier against Trevor Bauer. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, Bauer's had a little bit of trouble with home runs this year, uh, just, uh, balls in play in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to figure out, you know, how to get him to the next level. He's a little, uh, maybe too cerebral at times. And, uh, you know, might be working against him. Uh, in any case, Dozier, you know, he'll be trying to pull a home run. It's not a good park for that. But uh, still a, a decent matchup for him. Yep. Uh, I'm fine with that for sure. How about uh, Anthony Rendon at Ryan yep. Weber? I know you uh, Definitely a Anthony. favorite of mine. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I wish he had a lefty, but it won't matter, <laughs> you know? Yeah, not, not with Ryan Weber. He's just kind of a, a, a spot starter type, mm-hmm. uh, at least for now. Uh, could grow into something more, but for now he's a spot starter, and Rendon should do fine against that. Yep. Um, how about Ben Zobras getting John Danks? Ben Zobras uh, likes lefties. Yeah, that's the next name I was looking at, and, uh, game being in Chicago, you could even hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, definitely like that one. Uh, price is reasonable, but not too cheap. He's been so disappointing, though. Like, he's pretty uninspiring. Like, that's a good matchup for him, I agree, in Chicago against John Danks. I, I'm totally in the pick him, but, like, where are you drafting Ben Zobris next year? Or what are you even projecting? Uh, it's, it's going to be pretty low uh, you... in the second base pool just because he's he's one of the guys trending in the wrong direction. There's a lot of guys like him in the league. Yeah. He's uh, a middle infielder, and you're hoping for 10 homers, 10 steals, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's, not he's even what? He's, steals anymore. <laughs> he's Marcus Semien, you know? Yeah. But, again, Marcus Semien's young. I, I'd take him over Semien, yeah. But yeah. I, like, it's... Uh, but Joe Panic, I'd take before him. It bums me out because I used to really like Ben Zobrist, but you know, if you stop hitting homers and you stop stealing bases, there's there's not a ton going on. All that said, totally in on him in Chicago against John Dinks, he'll do fine. Um, anybody else you have at second base? Yeah, there, there's really not too much more no. that you can go with. Uh, it's just uh, we anything covered, else would be really stretching it. We covered all my names: uh, Petroya, Kipnis, Rendon, Zobrist, Dozier. You know, between that, you can find somebody to use at second base. Um, third base, I only had four names, and I don't love them, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to start at the top of my list. It's really boring, and I'm going to set the baseline low so that my next three picks are a little <laughs> more thrilling. But as an option, I think you could use Younger v. Solarte against uh, Taylor Youngman, right? Yeah, I think you could use him, yeah. yeah <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> you're, you're right. It is a possibility. Uh, so Taylor Youngman, the deal is uh, he's allowed 21 runs. Uh, across his past four starts. I think that's earned runs. I think he's even allowed more than that. He's just been bad. I think he's out of gas. I like him as a pitcher. I like him more than you do. 
I will be interested in drafting him late next year. But I think he's just playing out of gas. And the Brewers' bullpen isn't going to help him. The only thing he has going for him is the Padres aren't great against righties. And, you know, it's Petco Park. But setting the baseline, younger v. Solarte, he's not exciting. He's a guy. He could put up some points. Starting there, who do you like that's almost automatically more interesting than that? <laughs> uh, I'll keep it at a fairly low threshold. Uh, start with David Freeze. Okay. Uh, up against Derek Holland, and Holland maybe one of the more exploitable pitchers of the day, despite being a, a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, over his last 22 innings, uh, 21 runs allowed, uh, five home runs. Uh, looking maybe hurt. He velocity's even down a little bit. Right. So there's warning signs there. Uh, Freeze is actually hitting well the last few days. Uh, yeah. Three home runs or so in his last five, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, looks like a solid matchup for him in Texas. And there's a David Freeze against Texas narrative, if you really want to get there, into it. Not, not really true. a DFS <laughs> strategy, but I don't know. That makes him already less boring than Younger V. Solarte. Um, so I know that you don't have the answer for Rich Hill. You have no clue what he's going to do in Yankee Stadium. None oh, of no. us do. <laughs> uh, but would you consider Alex Rodriguez getting him righty on lefty? I'd consider Alex Rodriguez. I'd even consider Chase Headley. Uh, yeah. You know, he's, he struck out 10 batters in all three of his starts now. Yeah. Uh, even through a complete game last time. Yeah. It, there's still a complete meltdown potential. Yeah. Uh, it, he's in there. Last time I'm going to, you know, brag, I totally recommended him and put my money where my mouth was. I, I took him, you know, he, he helped me out and helped me win, you know, uh, that, that stack. I took him in. He's going to Yankee Stadium. I said last time, you want to be crazy with me, you want to ride the roller coaster, let's go, let's take a chill, and it worked out. Uh, I'm interested in the roller coaster again. Somehow I'm less optimistic, despite throwing the shot out last time, as Yankee Stadium, it kind of scares me. Uh, Yankees can hit lefties, the Yankees can just plain hit. That said, I, I'm jumping ahead to the pitchers, but just Rich Hill is a giant question mark on, on my, you know, projection for today. Um, that said, that can go either way, and yeah, I could see A-Rod doing bad things to him. Um, and Chase Headley would be fine too. Uh, the other third baseman I had, other than David Fries, Adrian Beltre getting Andrew Heaney. And, you know, part of that lefty, lefty matchup between, you know, the Rangers and the Angels. Do you like Adrian Beltre getting a lefty and Heaney? Yeah, absolutely love it actually. Uh, yeah. Beltre's just on fire. He does this. And when he's hot, he's damn hot. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> doesn't get too much better than the way he's hitting right now. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's definitely a top option to me. Yeah, uh, and, and again, against the lefty, even better. I like Andrew Heaney, but yeah, it, it's a good place for Beltre to be. Did you have any other third baseman that I didn't get to? Uh, Nolan Arenado probably needs a tip of the hat, uh, even though he's facing a lefty who he's magically not hit this year, Yeah, uh, at least for power. Uh, I, I'm not reading into that at all. You know, there's small samples involved, uh, a lot of the lefties he faces are named Madison Bumgarner and Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> just a bunch of factors in play that I think uh, you don't need to worry too much about right. uh, his splits. Uh, more is the issue of uh, Patrick Corbin actually being a decent pitcher. <laughs> right, right. And so he's kind of, for me, i just got to trust the talent that is Nolan Arenado. I'd be like, you're really good. You should be okay, hopefully. Um, but, but definitely an option on a small day. All right, uh, on to shortstop. Even tougher than catcher, or mm-hmm. about as tough as catcher. Uh, I have three names, though, and I actually like two of them, which is saying something. Uh, if I want to continue setting the bar real low, you could go Elvis Andrews getting Andrew Heaney. 
Um, if you pick Alexanders, you want it against a lefty, and you know it's against Heaney, but Heaney's pretty okay, and Alexanders is really uninspiring. I don't know if that's more or less boring than Younger v. Salarte. It's less boring, <laughs> but it's still not inspiring. But you could do it. I don't think you'd be crazy. And, and it's good to have more than just two names. My other two names, uh, Francisco Lindor gets Tyler Duffy. And Tyler Duffy's alright, but Francisco Lindor has just already made himself a pretty good option. The, the guy can hit, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, base. Um, and, you know, Duffy's interesting, but not enough to avoid going up against him. And then finally, I think they easily, the, the popular shortstop pick is gonna be Xander Bogarts getting CC Sabathia. He just crushes lefties. It's going to be in Yankee Stadium. CC Sabathia is also kind of a giant question mark. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Would you agree that Bogarts is the obvious number one shortstop option? Yeah, he, he easily is, uh, yeah. especially from a value perspective. He's a little more uh, less expensive than Francisco Lindor. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the talent level, I might be taking Lindor over him today, uh, mm-hmm. but it's pretty close <laughs> Yeah, as it is. And like I said, Price was going to favor Bogarts. Right. So I, I think 90% of you should probably be picking Bogarts or Lindor, right? Yeah, but there are other options, though. Uh, you mentioned uh, Andrus is kind of a boring punt. Yeah. Uh, Ian Desmond costs the same on DraftKings as oh. Andrus. And, and you, you got to go there, I'd say, right? Yeah, he, he has a decent matchup against Ryan Weber. Uh, yeah. you got to watch out for Rain in that one, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in that Nationals... Uh, Group, uh, Trey Turner's playing, uh, second base right now, uh, but playing regularly, uh, he's hit fine over the last three days that he's been in the lineup. Uh, base, uh, 2200 price, uh, so he's a nice little punt option too. I can see that for sure. That's a guy that's gonna be pretty interesting, uh, next year. He's not a huge homer threat, but dude can hit. Like, he's, he's, he's an interesting prospect. Not a top prospect, not Francisco Lindor, not like, you know, waiting for him every day, but he, uh, he, he's gonna be interesting. So I like that. If you want to, if you're in a GPP and you want somebody nobody else has, it's going to be cheap. I think Trey Turner is a good pick. I'd agree. Um, any other short sauce before we go on to outfield? Uh, that about covers it. You could probably give a look at Eric Ivar as an alternative to Elvis Andrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, just another boring guy who could plink some hits. Yep. For me, the reasons to not go Bogarts or Lindor are trying to, in a GPP, pick somebody that most people don't have. So you can net points that nobody else has if they have a good team. Uh, but other than that, they're, they're the obvious ones just in terms of production. Onto the outfield. I'm thinking first on the list, uh, Chris Young getting Rich Hill. We, we love to bring up Chris Young whenever the Yankees get a lefty and that means he should probably get in there. I don't know what he's going to do. Again, I have no clue. And I also don't know every day what everybody's going to do. Reminder, we're <laughs> predicting the future, but I especially am stabbing in the dark against Rich Hill. Um, but I do know that Chris Young hits lefties, and so uh, I, I like that. We, we like to bring him up, and he's not going to be that popular, but he's very capable. Um, I also like any Red Sox getting CC Sabathia. Mookie Betts is right-handed, should do fine against him. Uh, Rusne Castillo has been interesting and has his flaws, undeniably, but he's right-handed, and he has excelled against lefties already. Are you intrigued by Mookie or Rusne at all in Yankee Stadium? Um, Mookie is definitely one of the top picks of the day. Uh, mm-hmm. Rusny's uh, a little bit cold last I looked, which was a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's concerning just because of how he's been over his career, uh, mm-hmm. short as it is. Uh, it's hard to get a read on him. Uh, I don't really know what to expect on a given day, and so I don't know if he's actually a good matchup against Sabathia or he's just kind of a, a streaky guy who needs to be locked in to 
but yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I also have. Would you consider? I'm trying to look for Brewers again, and I had Adam Lincoln mm-hmm. Kennedy, and it's it's an ugly outfield. Um, this Domingo Santana guy is kind of interesting. I prefer him against a lefty. Uh, would you consider him against Ian Kennedy? Uh, and do you like him in general? I think about him against Ian Kennedy with the game at Petco uh, and mm-hmm. Santana being a righty. I'm not as enthused as I would be if he was in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a pure GPP power pick. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a guy like he has some things in common with Chris Carter. I won't say they're you know the same, yeah. but you know that that use case is. Pretty, uh, pretty accurate, I think. Uh, you're yeah. looking for home runs, uh, you're expecting strikeouts. Yep. Um, and do you like him, like, as a sleeper for next year at all? Or is it somebody Yeah, I, I do. I think he's someone who could be sneaky good, give you 25, 30 home runs without, uh, any kind of price tag. Yep. Uh, he's also the kind of guy who, you know, if we drafted tomorrow, would be, you know, not even picked or picked in the last round. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might be hyped up over the offseason and become a 15th round pick. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, okay, also in the outfield, uh, Bryce Harbour against Ryan Weber. Why not, right? You gotta make yeah, sure he gets in definitely. the lineup, but if he does, like, that's a big matchup for a, a big option. Gonna cost you a bunch, but, but a place to go. Also, like, Mike Trout getting Derek Holland. You know, especially if you're feeling like picking on Derek Holland, that's a good place to go, right? Yep, yeah, Trout's always a nice pick, and, uh, the only downside always is his popularity. Yeah. Uh, same with Harper, uh, people, Find a way to save the money for both of them every day. Yeah, I said that on Wednesday. You know, if you can if you can get them both in, then kudos to you. We got some tweets about that, which is good. Uh, you got to go a little cheap at pitcher or somebody or somewhere probably, but it's doable. Um, I was looking for Rangers righties other than Beltre and Elvis Andrews. Um, would you consider Delino DeShields getting Andrew Heaney? He's been a little bit better against lefties. You know, I I don't have DeShields. Price in front of me, which I'll try yeah. to resolve right he's, now. He's not exciting. I mean, he's fun to watch because he runs, you know. Uh, not huge points, but again, I like him against the lefty at least. Yeah, so he's 4,100 on DraftKings. Smells a little high to me. Uh, yeah. A little bit similar on FanDuel, I think. Yeah. Uh, memory serves. Oh, he's actually 3,100 on FanDuel, so that's a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, in, in both cases, he's kind of a... He's a boring pick of the Elvis Andrus type to me. Yeah. The ceiling is just not that high. Right. Like, it's going to be hard for him to blow up uh, a bunch of points. Those no power guys, it's tough. He's more of a, a higher floor, I guess. But, it, yeah, you know. Again, I was just looking for somebody to hit a lefty out of the, the <laughs> Rangers lineup. Um, it's been kind of tough. I also wrote Lorenzo Cain getting John Danks, but he's day-to-day, so I don't know that he's going to get in there. If he does, I love him against a lefty. That would be a big one. But, you know, you'd have to, you have to make sure he's healthy. And then finally, uh, the Arizona outfield getting David Ale, pretty much, right? Whether it's yep. Peralta and Ciarte or even AJ Pollock, righty on righty. Absolutely. Uh, I have no hesitation using Pollock today besides his price, which is the highest of outfielders on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, so there's, you know, gonna be hard to get him in the lineup, uh, there, but, you know, still excellent matchup for him. I love it. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Any outfielders you had that I missed? Uh, you mentioned uh, Kane being a little banged up. Uh, could mean that Johnny Gomes will get in the lineup today. Uh, yeah. That'll be a good one for him if he's playing. Yes. And uh, and one where, you know, he could rip a homer definitely against the lefty, but also not many people are going to pick him. So I would agree that that's worth attention. Yep. A uh, couple of twins, uh, Aaron Hicks and Eddie Rosario. 
uh, both options in the outfield today against mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer. Uh, both of home run power, uh, mentioned progressive field, uh, friendly to lefty power, not so much to righties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll be swinging at the better porch, uh, for home run power. Could, uh, could do a little damage today. Sure. Cool. I like those. Um, okay. Let's go to the pitchers. Again, I think there are a lot of intriguing options. Not a ton of aces, but intriguing options. I started by writing down Taylor Youngman, um, mostly to note that he's allowed 21 runs in those past four starts, you know, or 21 earned runs or whatever. He's cooled off bad. I said this earlier. Uh, I like him next year. I, I don't even like him against the Padres. Uh, would you consider him, or are you staying away too? I, I'm staying away, and uh, something we probably could have pointed out a little earlier, uh, that game's not even involved in all the, uh, the late slates. Uh, so you'll have to kind of find some specialty ones to use it. Oh, yeah. Like weird 640 start time. It starts, yeah, 20 minutes earlier than the others, which is awkward. I hadn't, I hadn't noticed that it wasn't in those slates, but that's a good point. It's, it's definitely in limbo there. Uh, you're right. Well, it was staying away there anyway, so that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Rich Hill, like, are you, I, we, again, we already mentioned, it, are you, would you build a slate picking Rich Hill? Yeah, I'd consider him as an option today. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, mentioned 10 strikeouts in each of his last three outings. That's enticing. Yeah. Uh, he's having a level of success that you, know, you don't do if you're not a good pitcher. Yeah. Uh, so he's showing that he's good. He's showing he's healthy. Uh, will he actually have another good outing? That's, uh, that remains to be seen. But he, he was uh, a good it. pitcher. I remember what, 2007 ish? Like, <laughs> I remember when he was a fantasy asset. I was like, yeah, Rich Hill, you know, and oh boy, you know, just kind of fell apart after that. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued that probably only GPP and somewhere where I want to get lucky, you know. Do you like Tyler Duffy going to Cleveland? It's Matt's field of streams pick. Yeah, that's one of my favorites today too. Uh, I think Hill, Duffy, and, uh, Patrick Corbin are my favorites of those that aren't super expensive. Uh, so, uh, we'll get to the pricey guys too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do think Duffy's a, a good favorite today. The Indians lineup doesn't really have a whole lot going for it these days. It's, yeah. uh, Kipnis and Lindor and Carlos Santana, I guess. Yeah. And that's about it. <laughs> you wouldn't consider the opposite, uh, Bauer getting Minnesota. I'm not worried about the Twins lineup against Rides. And he has those strikeouts. Has he just gotten too cold for you? He's so inconsistent, uh, but, the upside when it comes is fine, but it's kind of more of an average type outing than mm-hmm. a uh, actual strong outing. Right. I'm looking yeah. through his DraftKings uh, scores right now, and he's got in the last ten games a bunch of twenties, and then two negative eight point five, a negative seven point two, a negative one point three, and a five point seven. <laughs> he also so rarely puts up like zeros, you know, earned run wise. Like you might yeah. allow two or allow three or here and there, but like it's very rarely a shutout appearance. So I don't know. I like him. I mean we're all drawn in by the strikeouts me as much as anybody, but you're right, like it's it's tough. How about uh do you like either side of Andrew Heaney and Derek Holland? The lefty on lefty, we have some guys in each matchup we think can hit them. Would you consider either of them as your pitching pick? I, I'd consider them uh you know there's they're more on the exploitable side for me today. Mm-hmm. Uh, as mentioned, uh, I think Holland's probably uh, pretty cold. Uh, might be something wrong with him. I'm staying away from him. For that reason, I might actually feel more comfortable using Heaney, uh, sure. expecting a, a victory out of it. Yeah, getting some run support. Yeah, uh, I'm intrigued by them, but on a day like this where there are a lot of pitching options I like, I don't see myself going that way. 
Um, and then I also have Chris Medlin going to the White Sox. I said I'm intrigued by Medlin, even though he hasn't shown it yet. I think the White Sox are lying down, though. And so even though it's a, a hitter park, uh, I think Chris Medlin could do okay, don't you? Yeah, my concern uh, with it being a hitter park, uh, you know, I, I think my mentality uh, were I a White Sox would be to go out and swing for the fences. Right. And uh, that one works around the strike zone enough that he could actually run into some trouble. Yeah. And if they're, you know, not focusing on uh, actual teamwork, uh, instead looking for home runs, that's actually uh, adds to the risk and reward for Medlin. Uh, he could exploit that or he could uh, actually get damaged by it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then uh, I'm with you on Patrick Corbin because the Rockies don't hit on the road at all and they don't hit lefties at all. And I also just plain like Patrick Corbin. He might be one of my favorite picks on the day. Are you all in there? Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorites too. Uh, he, yeah, I, I compared him a little bit to Rich Hill and the Daily Grind today. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, upside for a 10 strikeout day, seven plus innings. Uh, there's, you know, downside too. Uh, Corbin's actually shown us the downside this year, whereas Hill hasn't. But I don't think that really changes, you know, the profile of either pitcher. They're both, uh, you know, high risk, high reward types. Yep, yep. And then uh, there are definitely a handful of aces. Um, not quite an ace, but Jake Odorizzi getting Miami. Uh, that's just playing a good matchup for him. He can be really good when he's on, and Miami does not really hit righties. I assume you're fine with that, right? Oh yeah, it's uh, it'll probably be even uh, a little underrepresented because Jose Fernandez is on the opposite side of it. Yeah, that's and the problem. The Rays don't hit righties either, uh, yeah. so <laughs> it could be. Uh... Big pitcher's duel today there. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. I like both of them. I mean, the only thing going against Fernandez is, yeah, not much run support, and uh, they're probably not going to let him run eight innings. You know, they're kind of keeping him from going throwing way too many pitches, but the pitches he throw will be great. And then uh, also Steven Strasburg going to Atlanta. Talk about another good pitcher and another good matchup, right? Yeah, and he's been very good uh, over the last four outings, uh, just dominating competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Double-digit strikeouts in each of them, uh, you know, lasting over seven innings. Uh, wouldn't expect a complete game. Uh, just kind of same deal, Fernandez. Uh, at this point, there's no reason to really push the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, should you know, run seven innings, uh, could get double-digit strikeouts again. Uh, that one concern being if it rains. Yeah, yeah, you got to keep an eye out for that. But uh, if he gets out there, it's gonna be a big day for him. I like that matchup. Uh, any other pitchers for you that we didn't get to? I think that about covers it. We pretty yeah. much touched on everyone, to be honest. Yeah, there's a lot of good uh, middle options that I actually really like. Like I said, Matt and I did this for Field of Streams, and I had like eight candidates to pick that were less than 50% on the Yahoo Leagues, and it was just, <laughs> it's like, this is a really good day. A lot of ones that I'm intrigued by, um, for sure. Uh, and then, yeah, a couple aces. If you want to go Fernandez, if you want to go Strasburg, get him in. Uh, I think there are places to go. Um, well, that should do it for us for Thursday, and uh, that should do it for Brad and I for the year. I'll be back tomorrow with Matt, but, but this is it for, for Brad right now for this season. Um, I just want to say, you know, big, huge personal thanks to Brad. You know, I started this season out wanting to do a daily fantasy podcast because I'm a crazy person, and I needed to find uh, somebody to help me, you know, fill up five days a week and, you know, put us in touch and said, hey, this guy is crazy like you and wants to also do podcasts. Not quite that often, but um, yeah, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday this year. And, and Brad, you've been super flexible when we need to move stuff around and 
you know, put up with me sleeping in and being a little late to record sometimes. <laughs> but um, no, I really appreciate it. It's uh, you know, you've been a huge, obviously a huge part of this podcast, and it's gone well. So, uh, Brad, thanks a bunch for helping with this. I hope you had fun. Yeah, I did. Uh, I've actually enjoyed it a lot. I, I know I'm not the best podcaster in the world, but uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, offering my takes and opinions, uh, not having to uh, agonize over writing and, at mm-hmm. all. That uh, makes it a lot easier. <laughs> not worrying about the grammar and the punctuation. Just kind of talk <laughs> yeah. about it. It's one of my favorite parts about podcasting, too. Just getting to, you know, get on the mic and talk about stuff. And I think most people that listen uh, would love to just sit around and talk about fantasy baseball. So, yeah. Podcast has been great. Um, so yeah, thanks again to Brad for joining us and, uh, thanks to, you know, Rotographs and Fangrass for not only putting us together, but hosting us for the year. Yeah. Brad, you got anything else before we get going? Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, thanks for listening, uh, this year. Uh, you'll have another one tomorrow and, uh, look forward to seeing you again next year. Yeah. Uh, Brad's on Twitter at baseball a team tweeting about, uh, you know, all sorts of DFS stuff over this final weekend, and then I'm sure your Twitter doesn't just disappear over the winter. What do you tweet about in the offseason? Uh, more baseball. I, I think I actually tweet more in the offseason, uh, yeah. just because I have less to look at elsewhere, I think. Yeah. yeah, make sure to give them a follow at Baseball A-Team. Uh, a lot of good uh, information there on all sorts of fantasy baseball stuff. Again, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. like to hear from you uh, about the show, what you think. Uh, hopefully it's been helpful. Uh, when we get uh, good reviews or we get thank yous and just shout outs, it's, it's awesome. It's good to know that uh, it's helping people out. So, yep, that'll do it for us. Uh, for Brad, I'm Dylan. I'll be back tomorrow with Matt. Good luck with these stacks, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.